the use of pornography, whether or not pornography or the use of pornography is wrong. We're going to address that question. But before I get there, I'd like to ask you the favor of subscribing to the channel because that is a great way for you to give me feedback that you're getting value out of this content that we're preparing for you. And also, of course, you're going to like and subscribe, you know, like and uh, share the videos, which I think is good because when you share the videos, you know, you allow other people to get value out of this material as well. And it helps us out, but it helps the, uh, everybody else out as well. But also the most important thing, I'd like to ask for your comments below, because when you do that, we actually enter into a dialogue and then I know what you're thinking and I can address your thoughts and, I can, and then we can engage in a dialogue that way. In fact, um, one of the, one of the I, I think it was in the form of an email or a message, um, there's this idea of, you know, but is it wrong? Because in a previous video about pornography, I said that I didn't want to engage in this conversation about whether or not the use of pornography is wrong, right? Because I said that that's a moral issue, and I would leave that to the theologian, not to the therapist or the philosopher. And it's a moral issue, and moral issues are typically dealt with by theologians. I'm not a theologian, I'm a philosopher, and so we can address this um, from a different perspective. Rather than answer the question, is this wrong or not, I'd like to invite you to consider something. And what I'm going to invite you to consider has nothing to do with pornography. It has to do with diet. Now, regardless of how you choose to feed your body, no doubt you're familiar with veganism, vegetarianism, you know people who eat meat, people who don't eat meat, you're familiar with all of that stuff, right? So there's a movement called veganism. Now, I do not identify as a vegan, and I do not think of myself as an expert on veganism. So don't quote me on this. But I have spoken to a lot of people who do consider themselves to be vegan, and a couple of my daughters for a while considered themselves to be vegan as well. And my, my adult, I have four daughters, two adult and two young, and my adult daughter, all four of my daughters are unbelievably wise, but the adult ones, we have different kinds of conversations because they're adults. And one day I asked them what veganism was about, you know, because I was approaching the question from the perspective of health and uh, amino acids and protein, that kind of thing, vitamins, right, B12 and that kind of thing. And I said, well, it's really not about that. That's their take on it. This, this conversation happened many years ago, but it never left me, caused an impression on me. And I have done quite a bit of investigation on this idea ever since they told me this. And they said, look, animals are live entities, and when we kill an animal to eat it, it's okay if we had no choice. If we live in a world where there is no other food supply and I'm dying, I see an animal, I kill it, and I eat it, I save my life, I guess that's okay. But in a world where we have so many choices, there's no need to take that life in order to feed myself. So the point I'm making is this, and I'm not attempting to convince you to be a vegan. I'm not a vegan. That's not the point of this conversation. I just want to draw an analogy here, right? So in philosophy, we deal a lot with arguments by analogy. So pay attention to what she's saying to me. She's saying that her motivation for not consuming the body of a dead animal is out of love for the life of the animal. Why kill that animal? Why take that life to give me life through feeding 
if I can sustain my life by eating a plant instead. And then you say, well, but isn't a plant also alive? Yes, but the plant is a little bit different. The plant doesn't have a nervous system. The plant is alive, yes, but in a different way. So minerals, for that, for that matter, are also alive. You know, minerals grow too. But they're much, it's a different caliber of life than a vegetable. And a vegetable is a different caliber of life than an animal, and an animal is a different caliber of life than a human. Now, I asked my professor once in a, in a, class, in a biology class why we think that way. He was a biology professor, and he said something really interesting. He says, we think that way because we wrote the book that says that. If a plant wrote the book, they would say the plants are at the top of the pyramid, right? So yeah, so we call this in philosophy speciesism. We think that our species is best. And so we are prejudiced in favor of our species, and we think of ourselves as more important than other species. But all of that stuff aside, there's a point to this that goes back to pornography. If, you can, if I could sensitize your heart, not try to convince you to become vegan, but if I could sensitize your heart to the fact that when we eat the body of an animal, when we eat that flesh, in order for me to consume that flesh, that life was lost, right? And then you say to me, yeah, but, but you gained life because you ate it. Yeah, so the life was transferred, but that animal ceased to exist. Here's what I want to sensitize your heart to. Stay with me on this one. Could you see how a person could potentially become sensitized to the idea of loving that life so much to the degree that they wouldn't want to eat that animal? It's like me saying to you, suppose that, suppose that you eat meat, but you have your dog, and your dog is really important to you. And then I say, why don't you eat your dog? You eat that cow, why don't you eat this dog? I say, you're kidding me? This is my dog. What are you talking about? I know. point is that you love that dog. And because you love that dog, you're not willing to consume it. And you consume the body of that cow because you don't know the cow. You don't love the cow. So we just buy the steak at the store and we eat the steak. That steak is a slice of the cow. And then you might, you might think, yeah, it's true. You know, I wouldn't eat my dog. I wouldn't eat my cat. Because I love my cat. I love my dog. Okay. So then, so then what, I'm, what I'm attempting to convey to you is this. The moment that you can recognize that you love your dog, let's say, and because you love, you wouldn't consume it, you realize that when we consume pornography, we're taking something away from those people. And you might say to me, oh, come on, don't be silly. They're having a great time. They're having sex all day long and they're getting paid for it. Number one, I don't know if that's true. I don't know that they're having a great time. I haven't done that job, so I cannot tell you. From what I have read, it's a very difficult job. I have worked with many people in the sex industry as a therapist and all of them that I worked with, I'm not saying all of them in the industry because I only met a few, but all of the ones I worked with have a very difficult life, lots of suffering, lots of pain. I have never worked with somebody in the sex industry who isn't also a drug user, and a great deal of the need for the drug is to be able to perform their job because it is so uncomfortable. So I'm not sure that they're having a great time. My perspective from a therapist is that they're not. Now, the question is this, why then would I consume that product if I know that the production of that product 
is generating pain for that person. If you tell me, I don't care, I'm still getting enjoyment out of it, it is no different from saying, I stole my neighbor's car because I like it. And if I ask you, but dude, if you steal your neighbor's car, you're creating pain for your, neighbor's, for your neighbor. I don't care, I just want that car. I doubt you would do that. So why would we patronize an industry that actually creates discomfort for so many people? Perhaps everything that I have said up until now has not convinced you of anything. Remember, I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but I'm trying to make a point here. We call this objectification. You see, if I'm watching two people have sex on a screen, or three or ten people, if I'm watching porn, and I'm getting pleasure out of that, I'm meeting my needs, and I'm looking at those human beings as mere objects whose only purpose is to produce a feeling within me that I want to have. What would happen if suddenly I looked into the eyes of those actors and actresses and saw them for the human being that they are? Like your sister, like your mother, like your neighbor, like your aunt, like your father, like your brother, a human being. Suddenly, do you really think you would have the same experience with pornography if those were to you an actual human being that you care about? Do you think, do you think the pornographic experience would be the same for you? I, I've, I've helped hundreds of men get off of porn, and sooner or later we get into this conversation, and when they see it, they never go back. They never go back. When they see that, yeah, it's true. You know, to me, it's only an image on the screen, and it's an object whose only purpose for existing is to produce a feeling within me. But there's nobody there, you see? Yeah, what if you stop to think about the fact that there is, in fact, somebody there, and it's a human being? Suddenly, it's like, well, I don't know about this. It doesn't quite feel the same anymore, exactly. So is it right or wrong? I don't know. I'd like to invite you to consider that question in light of this exposition. And then put in the comments below what you think. Is it right or wrong for you?